The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. A half-elf rogue. I'm sure I'll help you with your problems. For money. This is Sir Colvick Darkseed. I'm a half orc cleric. And I'll happily show you my talking stick. This is Melvin Hardmeat. I am a high elf wizard. And so far, I have set zero clouds on fire. Previously, on the Very Good Adventuring Team. Are you seriously over there googling what ghosts are immune to? Don't fucking metagame. <laughs> Which they will feel despair for one minute. During that time, it can attack any target creature with harmful ability spells or other magical effects. Cool. Anywho. No yeah. point in running away or anything. I guess I'll just exist. <laughs> <laughs> just float at you. Guess I'll just die then. Oh, wait, I did. <laughs> I can't even do that. I don't like our current situation. I didn't want to come here. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to be okay, maybe. We've only killed five. Mm-hmm. And Kolvik is like almost dead. You're at half health. I think I'll be all right. <laughs> not, not quite, quite dead, dead yet. yet. <laughs> now it's going to be me who's going to say, I told you so. Melvin on the run. <laughs> it's Melvin on the run. I guess, I, I mean, Colbert, you do have the opportunity to try and resist if you want. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I'm going to sneak attack this stupid idiot ghost in front of me. Kovic smash. Kovic sleepy. You are capable of doing a sneak attack. I don't think you can do less than eleven damage. You you basically couldn't not kill this guy. Twenty eight and twenty eight. That's two hits. We're just gonna call this done. Yay! You sweep out the last of the ghosts. I mean, most of the rest of them had seven or eight hit points left, except for one of them had 29. Dang. Um, so, but you also had, you still had four rounds to do these. I mean, Roscoe could have almost dispatched the rest of them on his own. Well, he wouldn't have had that sneak attack unless we ran with him. That's true. But... No sense in playing all that out. Nope. I think the important lesson here is that we're invincible. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You keep on challenging it, man. Keep on challenging it. All well, right, it, it is fun to just try to be creative and useful with our tricks. These ghosts are pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, they so were. So was the one ghost like happy we fucking knocked these guys around or what? Um, Do we want to Yeah, we're supposed to get some awesome thing or was that ghost lying to us or... 
What we've got are three things that need to be resolved. First of all, that ghost that was outside. Uh, I'm going to let you guys figure out at this point that that ghost was just fucking with you and trying to lead you into a trap where you'd get killed. Hopefully it was one of them that we killed then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What you do find is you see that there was that room way in the south of the um, crypt area that you've entered here. And the three of you walk down there to kind of check it out. You see the other four rooms basically just have smashed crystal in them and, I don't know, ghost remains, whatever that would work out to be. (laughs) Ghostly turds. There's just an ectoplasm all over everything. Are these crystal valuable even crushed? No. No, these were... um, this like they're destroyed utterly. There's just nothing but shards and dust. Nothing you'd want to make a ring out of or anything. Uh, so you get to the end room here, and you do in fact find that there is a staff here. You probably wouldn't know what it does, but Melvin, with your magical magicalness, you can tell that like it can do something, but it's not super special. Okay. If you want to spend time focusing and concentrating on it, we'll figure out what it is later on. But you don't have Identify or anything, right? No. Okay. How long do you have to have something in your possession? I mean, is that a thing? Do you have to have Identify, pretty much? Uh, I think over time, attunement or just being around a thing will let you know. Ah, Fuck it, I'll just give away the secret because it's it's fucking dumb. It's basically like a party popper. uh, But uh, it has a single cast of magic missile in it. Ooh. So you can shoot three magical darts that do 1d4 damage. And then it, it's a wand or a staff? It's a staff. After sure? that, it's just a fucking stick. Is Break it, it over your knee. Fuck <laughs> 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 this stupid staff. Pretty much, that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do that. All right. <laughs> shoot it at my dick here with their powerful staff. <laughs> and then the last thing that happens is as you guys are sitting in the room and Melvin... With his weak little wizard arms. Nice squeaker. That wasn't me. Really? <laughs> no. It was too. <laughs> that, uh, that it was, good, it that, was me. That was a good projection fight you did there. What? Yeah. That really sounded like it came from over there. <laughs> I threw my fart. I thought it was him also. <laughs> Man. V- Ventriloquist. <laughs> Fartriloquist. Fartriloquist. That was what I was looking for. <laughs> Okay, so, <laughs> one last thing to resolve. <laughs> so, Kolvik, you are uh, watching Melvin, I'm, I'm sure, futilely trying to break this stick over his knee with his noodly wizard arms. And eventually he snaps it. Um, but you feel the uh, Hayao's um, little wrist augmentation frickin' talisman thing that you've got on. Kind of tugging you towards uh, towards the corner of the room. What would you like to do about that? Going to be tugging in the corner of the room. <laughs> my, my big ape self. Going to go to the corner of the room. Oh, do you still want to be an ape, by the way? Can't really have any say. <laughs> Just falling apart here. You can... Are you a fart tulkus? Can you do that while drinking a glass of water? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I would, wouldn't that kill you? <laughs> wouldn't that kill you? <laughs> For some reason. Five <laughs> notes to science. It is known. Your parents teach you that at a young age. 
It is known, Khaleesi. Don't fart and drink water at the same time. You'll die. <laughs> that, that sounds like a fucking crazy urban myth. Like, if you fart and drink water at the same time. <laughs> My uncle died doing that. <laughs> Shut up, Lewis. It's not true. Yeah, Liv. Ask anyone um, if they've done it. Ask them. All right, I'll, I'll just stop concentrating so you can stop being a giant ape now. Okay. So, final thing that happens to you down in this little crypt area is your hand is drawn magically to the corner by Aya's talisman. And you discover that there is a shitty-looking mace sitting on the corner, propped up against the wall. And yet, as your hand clasps around the handle, you feel not only a tremendous amount of power coming from this, but you can feel that the weapon itself, um, you can feel a sense of gratitude coming from it. Uh, you can feel that it is happy to be held by the living and pure again. What you now have is a mace that does 1d6 bludgeoning damage, just like a normal mace, but it also does 2d10 radiant damage. Holy crud. So you got yourself a big badass mace. Yeah, it is. Powerful weapon. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Especially coming up against ghostly Too bad we didn't have that an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> we just went into this other room, I guess. Hashtag truth. Mm-hmm. Good thing we didn't run, huh? Yeah, I would. That that thing would have been just gone, waiting here forever. Mm-hmm. You guys hadn't come across it. Well, you can do a, a long rest in here, I suppose. It's like a better place, anyone. Get our guardian of Steve over in that corner and. Alert as anything comes down. Release the Steve. Release. Specto Steve. Well, gentlemen. You made it about 10 miles or so on day two of your journey through the cemetery marshlands around the kingdom of Peripreo. And then you got uh, pretty well fucked up by a bunch of ghosts and decided to spend the night in that crypt. Oof. Fucking ghosts. Seriously. So that long resting and all the rest of it, I'm just going to call until the next day. And so I believe I got a sweet, sweet mace out of that deal correct? You did. Um, Smithers, hand me my mace. <laughs> is uh, that going to be in my inventory? Uh, I can or put that in your inventory. We can go ahead and make that real quick if we need to. I just need to get the stats on that bad boy. Oh, let me let me put those stats in your fucking deal. Uh, what is that? That's a mace. Remember when we were going to flee this encounter? <laughs> I, was re- I was ready to leave you all. To die. That's because you're a lazy coward. Um, one of those things. That isn't known. <laughs> and alive, lazy coward. No, you're the coward. What a coward do this. Bye. You strong as fuck, Kolvik. Getting there. The mace on its own is 1d6 plus 6, and you get a plus 11 to your attack rolls. Woo. You crazy. Getting there. And then I'm adding... What did I say? 2d10 radiant. Radiant. The dick move here for the DM would to make everything from here on out gain hit points from radiant damage. Nice. (laughs)
Yeah, this thing's going to fuck some shit up, man. You're going to get some damn good damage off of that guy. We begin on morning of the third day with Roscoe rolling for the next encounter chance. So is that ghost gone? The one that initially led us to the... Uh... Yeah, ski-daddled. Ski-daddled? Mm-hmm. Kind of dumped you down in there and was hoping for you guys to get killed, but you uh, you managed to not get killed because you're invincible. Kill her so bad. Don't worry, though. I'll get a little closer to testing out your invincibility. I wanted to pick a new spell. Oh, please do. Is it Distant Rumble? <laughs> <laughs> Earthquake. <laughs> I'm going to replace uh, my current 7th level spell of Reverse Gravity. And I'm going to choose Similacrum. Similacrum. Similacrum? Mm-hmm. Or at least that's how I've always heard it's pronounced. Let's ask the Googs. Hey, Googs. Sounds like a slur. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> Simulacrum. Isn't that what you said? No. I said... Simulacrum. No, I said Similacrum. Simulacrum sounds like a dirty word. Simulacrum? And then you simulacrum. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, that, that's that's what's left on like the next day. Oh. I gotta go clean off this <laughs> the simulacrum. <laughs> oh God, I've got simulacrum in my hair. That's that's the spell I chose. All right. So no more reverse gravity, which I will say we did have a hoot with. Uh, and you'll now be able to cast Simulacrum. I don't know how I was pronouncing it that, that wrong. Now I got to think about it. Simulacrum. 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 Do you know what I realized I was pronouncing incorrectly? Not that it's a word I say very often. Apparently it is pronounced quixotic. And I always thought it was chaotic, because it's supposed to be Don Quixote, which right. is what it comes from. But apparently it's quixotic. I would have never questioned you on that. I should have never said anything then. Uh, so I'm just going to cast that spell right away. What does that do? Tell us all about it. Hold on. It's got like, it's a lot, a lot of shit. Oh, you right. have the player. It's on page 276. All right, I can... As the default reader of things, I can I can read that spell description for you. I'm familiar with the alphabet. 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 Uh, wow. So this will take you 12 hours to cast. So oh. that's that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's a good point. But it does last until dispelled. So the question is, is well, I need like some time to sit around and cast this. Well, not only do you need. Okay, so this is crazy. I've never looked at this spell before. Simulacrum, which we all just learned to pronounce. Casting time, 12 hours, range of touch. It has some interesting requirements for components. Snow or ice in quantities sufficient to make a life-size copy of the duplicated creature. Some hair, fingernail clippings, or other piece of that creature's body placed inside of the snow or ice. And powdered ruby worth 1,500 gold pieces sprinkled over the duplicate and consumed by the spell. So... There's all that going. And now what does it actually do? You shape an illusory duplicate of one beast or humanoid that is within range for the entire casting time of the spell. 
The duplicate is a creature, partially real and formed from ice or snow, and it can make actions and otherwise be affected as a normal creature. It appears to be the same as the original, but it has half the creature's maximum, uh, sorry, hit point maximum and is formed without any equipment. Otherwise, the illusion uses all of the statistics of the creature it duplicates. I, unless I see otherwise, I'm going to assume that does not mean it gets spellcasting abilities, but... I think it does. Well, let's find out more. The simula- simulacrum is friendly to you and creatures you designate. So you have to be like, this is a friend, and this is a friend. <laughs> <laughs> It obeys your spoken commands, moving and acting in accordance with your wishes, and acting on your turn in combat. The simulacrum lacks the ability to learn or become more powerful, so it never increases its level or other abilities, nor can it regain expended sl- spell slots. So it does have some spellcasting abilities, just can't regain them. If the simulacrum is damaged, you can repair it in an alchemical laboratory using rare herbs and materials, or sorry, minerals, worth 100 gold pieces per hit point it regains. The simulacrum lasts until it drops to zero hit points, at which point it reverts to snow and melts instantly. You can cast this spell again, or sorry, if you cast this spell again, any currently active duplicates you created with this spell are instantly destroyed. So you basically have an infinite Melvin copy machine, because if it makes a copy of you and it can cast spells, I'm assuming it casts your... So like the simulacrum could make a simulacrum could make a simulacrum. (laughs) That would be cool. And then you could guys make a back rub chain. Except it would just get half the hit points every time. Uh, that's true. And then it says you cannot um, expend spell slots, regain them. So would it regain that lost spell slot took to cast it? I guess I don't know what the timing is on the expenditure yeah, of a spell I figure slot. You took the spell slot, so it no longer has that 7th level spell slot. Mm, yeah, it probably would not have the 7th level. We'll have to do some Googling on that. Mm-hmm. Either way, we have a... Actually. We have, actually. A, <laughs> we have a naked Melvin walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Made of snow or ice. Did you exaggerate any characteristics of Melvin or no. trim, trim back that dad bod a little bit? They, they, don't, they don't need any exaggeration. But, um, so sh- it, and it can... It doesn't melt, does it? No. This is made it just of requires ice. ice. Wherever I got that from. I've ray of frost, I guess, real so. and formed from ice and snow. Okay. It appears to be the same as the original. So once it's formed, it looks like Melvin. I don't know how like pale or tan Melvin is, but it would just look like you. Nice. So why don't you just turn me into a horse right now and we can just gallop our way to Chad's? We would need, we would need uh, some component of a horse to make one. Oh, I guess they turned me into from a beast form. Oh, do you want me to polymorph you into a horse? I mean... Polymorph horse. We can. I don't know. Trying to think of our... How to speed our way. We could, I mean, we could still turn you into a Tyrannosaurus Rex and ride you. I'd be faster than a horse, probably. I think the movement speed of a Tyrannosaurus... I'd have to look that up, but I think they're probably Hold close on, to I'll the Google same. I'll Google that for you. <laughs> I don't trust you, honestly, so I'm going to look it up myself. 1,000 feet. Tyrannosaurus Rex has a speed of 50 feet, according to this character sheet. Uh, so let's see what a... Come they don't just have horse in here. I would think that a... Do they have anything a... that designates a beast as mountable or anything like that? Or Riding horse is speed of 60 feet. Well, a horse is better than a Tyrannosaurus Rex, huh? But you could only carry one of you per horse, probably, so... Uh, well, you if, could probably put not two Not if I'm a war horse, which is 60 feet as well. 
both large beasts. What about a seahorse? Would that work? Um, <laughs> under the sea. You cruel, cruel bastard. Only if I'm a giant seahorse. <laughs> if I polymorphed you into a seahorse, would you just die? <laughs> <laughs> you would just start suffocating right away, I mean, not a, being in water. That's a trippy way to kill someone. Well, I mean, once you expended the hit points, you just go back to being yourself. Oh, yeah, so it would just right. be... A time waster, if anything. It'd be a really awful way to spend, like, three minutes. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like you woke up from a dream. As you're flopping around on your side with your long, useless tail. Or we can just start walking. And All right, so how do we want <clears throat> to play this out? Are we going to say, like, I spent all night doing this, or... Sure. Okay. Because uh, you... So basically, the way that this worked out, you guys walked for the first three hours of day two in this area... And then you got all fucked up by those ghosts in that crypt. And then you were like, well, fuck this. Let's stay here and rest. So you stay there and rest. And you've got all the remaining time of that day plus the overnight time where you're safely hidden in this crypt area. So well, let's just go ahead and be generous, mostly because I think it's going to be entertaining as hell to have two Melvins. How are you How are you going to designate which Melvin you're role-playing? Can you, can you make a frosty voice? Uh, I mean... We would just, we would sound identical, so just one's naked and one's not. And you're going to have to follow it up with, I said nakedly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What should we do? I think you're going to have to indicate which Melvin you're acting as uh, whenever you act as Melvin 1 or Melvin 2. I'll just, I'll just have to say, this is naked Melvin. And then this is right Mel A reg- and Mel B. <laughs> Are you just going to refuse to give him clothes? I, I mean, there's nothing preventing me from giving him a different name, I suppose. It's true. He's only physically identical. Um, what should we call this Melvin guy? Soft Lettuce? Melvin Soft Lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> so, just Soft Lettuce. <laughs> soft Lettuce. We could just call him Lettuce. Let us call him that. Oh! Oh! oh. Boo. Well, All right. that makes me want to change his name. Flac- <laughs> Flaccid lettuce. <laughs> Turgid lettuce. <laughs> Turgid. <laughs> That's quite a word. Turgid. I don't think I've ever heard that word said out loud. So I kind of feel bad for lettuce. Is there, uh, does anybody have any extra clothes? Shirts, pants, or anything like that? Well, you do have uh, the cod piece as an accessory. I mean, that's an optional piece of clothing. Uh, I don't think I'm going to give him that. I don't know mm-hmm. if I have anything. Uh, to- I have some common clothes he can he can utilize. We could go hunt a deer. At some point, I'd almost want this Melvin, you and him, to be dressed alike so the enemy can't really tell. I have Ooh. a backpack he can put on. Yep, I'll go ahead and give him my extra set of common clothes You do have an extra set of common clothes, that's right Because we established all the way back that you bought extra pants and and whatnot So Mm -hmm. at a minimum you can give him pants What I'm going to do, I'm going to change my pants into the good ones and give him my old pants That only makes sense Yep It's really kind of bizarre to think of this as like a thinking, feeling being probably right i mean it's it's got your same statistics so presumably that means intelligence it's got to have at least some memory given the fact that it can cast spells now it worships kovic because like 
the one act of kindness and it's <laughs> miserable existence. <laughs> this is one of the rare opportunities where I really wish that, like, if I would have known that was coming, and well, if our equipment would support it, like having a guest actor on to just be like in a totally new and independent Melvin, <laughs> like take the character in a different direction is super kind and giving. And <laughs> but doomed. All, <laughs> all I have to do is just stop thinking about you and you disappear. <laughs> well, you have to actively, because the duration is until dispelled. So that's another crazy thing to think about. There's probably a bunch of these fuckers in Perryland. Just preserving their last two hit points until they get turned into a slushy. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so what you're saying is like, well, what does that mean, dispelled? Uh, dispelled being an active like action on your part to be like, this effect is no more. Okay, so it's not like casting dispel magic or anything? No. That's just like me? Okay. All Although right. I believe that would probably also have a similar effect. But... Mm-hmm. Let's hope nobody figures that out. Well, I know, at least for mine, my dispel magic only works for a third level or lower. So what would the creature's level be? Would it also be um, 12 or whatever we're at? Uh, 14? Yeah, it'd have to be character level. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to do some research into this spell to see how this all works out. Because I feel like we maybe have a lovable and delightful new character on the show. And <laughs> I don't know. This maybe could be our the first VGAT plush doll or <laughs> <laughs> other marketing opportunities as they come. I, I, I'm not going to say no to the future. So I'm going to give Lettuce a few things. Uh, one of those is that crazy wand that we got. Oh, really? The mysterious effect wand, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, very specifically, that was Sistrop's Rod of Wonder. And you have no idea what effects that thing has other than the ones that you've like burned out so far. But there's plenty more where that came from. So I made a new character sheet by duplicating uh, Melvin Hardmeat. So now, yeah, there's a character sheet in there accessible for you for lettuce. <laughs> it's a pretty great, like, come into the world. Oh, hey, I'm Melvin Hardmeat, just gaining consciousness. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dubbed the lettuce. <laughs> what? What? Why? Well, uh, I think he would say, like, fuck you. <laughs> I'll call myself whatever I want to. Probably would even, I mean, like, I, I would assume that this clone would know that they're a clone. Sorry, this simulacrum. It obeys my spoken commands. So I just told it its name is Lettuce. Fine. <laughs> I would imagine a, a clone of uh, Melvin Hardmeat that would be like, yeah, but it's only because I think it's funny. <laughs> I'm too lazy to think of a better name. <laughs> Lettuce it is. <laughs> it's going to obey all of your commands, but it's going to explain why it wanted to anyway every time. Gonna get annoying. Lettuce will obey all your commands. Yes. What if you told him to start himself on fire? I think he would have to. What would you say? Start yourself on fire. Oh, now you said it. Now it's gonna. Well, here goes I, nothing. I wasn't speaking to lettuce though. I was speaking to Roscoe. Start yourself on fire. Yeah, this is one uh, one crazy spell. I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed that it gets your spell slots. So could you fuck it? I knew it was coming. <laughs> the whole time I was like, can we make a pass? Can we make a pass? This? Can we make a pass? This? <laughs> of course we can't. <laughs> well, Lettuce, your first duty upon existing. We're all and looking. If you did, is that masturbating? <laughs> or is it. 
Yeah, probably. Well, it's, we, a, it's a new entity. I mean, <laughs> are we all looking at lettuce right now? <laughs> Get real lowly out here, boys. Instead of like the old timey cartoons, <laughs> where like the dude turns into the turkey leg, you guys are all looking at lettuce and it's turned into a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> which raises another question like if we're hungry can we eat lettuce uh i don't no. know i would think that you would gain no nutritional value i think any part cut off of lettuce would turn into slush and ice oh so we could <laughs> it just wouldn't be super tasty wouldn't be worthwhile <laughs> especially given like the fact that colvic can just create food yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you want to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> Apparently they're sick of the food I'm offering. Mm-hmm. Well, all you make is kenku. Maybe they want a salad. Yeah, good point. That ain't changing. Variety. It's the spice of life. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes oh, you want to. No. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to eat yourself. <laughs> Good day, VGAT fans. How the heck are you? I hope this day is treating you well and you're walking around with a smile on your face. Our thanks today go out to Axolotl for joining the Friends of VGAT as our newest patron. Thank you so much for supporting us. It really makes a big difference. I know I say stuff like this all the time, but seriously, folks, your generosity really makes a remarkable difference for this show. Not only does it pay the actual bills that keep the show going, but it has also opened up the doors for us doing more commission artwork, which has been a part of the dream since the start. We just got our fourth commission done, this one of Chad the Lich, and it was awesome. Not only that, but I'm already lining up the next artist, which should land sometime in May, and the second round of Pogs is finally in the works. Axolotl, you are one of the people helping to make that happen now, and we couldn't be happier to count you as one of us. 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 By the way, for anyone out there who hasn't had a chance to see the artwork we've done so far, take a look at the website. Our website, of course, is thevgat.com, T-H-E-V-G-A-T.com. You'll notice a new link at the top of the page called Artwork. You can see the amazing pieces we had done by Christopher Spence, Luca, a.k.a. Wizard Thief Fighter and creator of the Ultraviolet Grasslands, Megaten, and Schaefer Brown. All of these artists were generous enough to allow their names to be besmirched by being associated with our filthy podcast. And we, in turn, were happy to pay them for their talents and tell all of you about them as well. If you like the style of any of these artists, please feel free to reach out to them to see if they are currently accepting commissions for your character art or whatever it is you might like them to do. Links to find all of them are right below their work. They've all been wonderful to work with, very reasonably priced, and of course, exceptionally talented. By the way, if any of you has a recommendation for someone you'd like us to use as a commissioned artist, please send their name our way. I do still pay for most of the artwork out of my own pocket, so I can't promise I'll be able to afford to work with them all, but I am always happy to try. We've put some real heart and soul into building this podcast and building this world, and, you know, getting this artwork made not only helps out other artists, but it's also a very rewarding extension of the work we've done. Thanks to all of you for helping to make that possible. And that's all I have to share for right now. So uh, let's get back to the gang and their travels. 
Okay. So, well, that was fascinating. Um, did you... Wait, so, let me ask you this. Did you have a... How many 7th level spell slots do you have? Uno. Well, you, now I have zero. So, did you... You would have... And you spent a 7th level spell slot in that combat, if I recall correctly. So, you rested, regained your 7th level spell slot, spent 12 hours concentrating on it to make your simulacrum. Do you want to rest again before moving on, taking an additional day out here, or would you like to continue on on your journey? I think we should continue on. What do you guys think? Fair enough. I mean... I could regain the spell slot, but I would also... And then make another one. Yeah, how many of these can you... I can only have one at a time. Oh. Uh, but lettuce could make another one. Maybe tomato. <laughs> we could have a whole salad. <laughs> <laughs> what song plays when Mickey Mouse is making the broomsticks and Fantasia? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the question... If I get a... Do I ever get another 7th level spell slot? I don't think you do. Or no, I think maybe you get another 7th. I think 8th and ninth are the ones you only get one of. Because if I get another one of those, then we could have Crouton and... Can he <laughs> change his pre-cum into a Tyrannosaur? Simulac- what? Simulacrum? <laughs> Changes polymorphous sim- simulacrum? I believe you can change your simulacrum. Where are you, wizard? There you are. Uh, yeah, when you get to the 20th level, you will have a 7th, you have an additional 7th level oh, spell slot, but that's... That's a, that's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time to wait for a salad. Uh, let me think of something here. I'm thinking... Sure would have been nice to have that guy during the fight against the ghosts. Well, he only has, like, half Melvin's health, and Melvin no, does... No, there goes that idea. I was thinking, I do have this ring of spell storing that I've never quite used, but I can only store a fifth level spell slot into that ring. What were you going to store in it? A seventh level. And I could store that, then make a simulacrum, and then he could use that ring to make one of himself. But mm. Oh, yeah, I suppose, because yeah, we decided that it would be spent, so he wouldn't be able to make another one. Yeah. Well, it was a hilarious idea while it lasted. <laughs> Indeed. All right, any other... Uh... Things you guys want to fuck with me on? I mean, ideas you've had with through the story or anything? <laughs> no. Nope. Engage. Engage. All right, so here we are, as I have started once or twice now, I believe. Day three, in the morning. You guys have made it about 60 miles or so, by the way, because you've been traveling around 33 miles a day-ish, uh, and then you pushed extra the first day, and we called that about 50 miles. And then yesterday you made it about 10. So you're about 60 miles into your journey, which is kind of useless information for you because you don't know how far the total is. But here you are, starting out day three. And Roscoe, why don't you give me the very first roll of the day? Roscoe. Roscoe. 13. 13. Bad luck. We spent this number already. Uh, No, we have not. So here we go, boys. This will be an entertaining one. You hear the beat of massive wings above you and around you. With a ground-shaking boom, two black dragons land on the road, one in front of you and one behind you. Are they friendly dragons? You look like you're on an adventure! Are they luck dragons? <laughs> Ha, <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Could I be of help? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that shouldn't be as funny as it is to me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting a pretty big kick out of it. Or at least a kick out of how big of a kick you're getting out of it. <laughs> that voice was perfect. <laughs> you know, I've heard it's not really a great field to be in and that there's a lot of weird ups and downs and shit to it. But I, I feel like there are times where I miss somewhat of a calling of being a voice actor. I think that would be an awesome job. I feel like, well, you probably end up having to do a lot of really dumb shit, like commercials for Walgreens and shit like that, but most people don't get the dream gig. Or just, like, poorly written garbage, like, shit. You're not, like, you're not hardly going to be passionate about any of the shit you do. Did you guys, did you guys ever see the, uh, oh, what the hell was it again? It was, um, it was a Saturday Night Live skit. Where they were trying to get, uh, who the fuck was it? Somebody to read Madonna's book to do the audiobook version of it, and they couldn't get him to say pussy. So they were, they were like, had him say like push and then something else with a Y, and they're like, we'll just fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Sean Connery or somebody, though. Like, I shot over the mirror and looked at my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the guy who started in Octopussy would not say that? I, I can't remember. Well, Sean Connery would say pussy all day long, I'm yeah. pretty sure, so I don't think they would have had a trouble with that. I can't remember. And I'm not going to bother looking it up right now. And that wasn't Sean Connery. I'm sorry. That was Roger Moore. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, that was Roger Moore. Well, that's egg on my face. I'm going to have all of you roll for initiative. Roscoe, what'd you get? Oh, no. Ten. Kolvik? Twenty-one. Melvin. 22. And you know what? We're just going to add in... Lettuce. Lettuce here. And Lettuce just gets the same score as you. Dull black tray. Uh, plus two, so that's going to be... 15 and 16. Do, do, do. Sort by descending. Yeah, Melvin, you want to fix your hit points. Thank you. And then let's use actually guy as lettuce. <laughs> I want him on my team. The actually guy. He's pretty amazing. Uh, so lettuce has half of your hit points to start with, you said? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you started off with 72, so he's got 36 as a max, I should say. No 7th level spell slots. How many 6th level do you have? Uh, one. I'm just going to recover your existing spell slots here under Lettuce. Gentlemen, this is going to be... Well, it's probably going to be not even a great encounter anymore because it was designed for three noble brave adventurers, not four. You've just expanded your party and fucked up all the dynamics of my <laughs> calculations. So we'll see if you can prove yourselves invincible yet again. Although, man, one single bad saving throw on particular things here. We might just burn up lettuce right away, but we'll see. Melvin, you do get the first opportunity to act. Uh, so Melvin and Lettuce go first. Kolvik, 
then a Delta Black Dragon number one, Adult Black Dragon number two, and then Roscoe, amazingly enough, bringing up the rear in combat. I think that's the first time that's ever happened. So we're in between two Black Dragons right now? Two big Black Dragons have landed on opposite sides of the road from you. Uh, and I just kind of put you guys in like a square. You guys, I don't know if you can want to adjust your formation on the road or whatever, but... Yeah, about 10 feet ahead of you and 10 feet behind you, these two big dragons just slammed down into the ground. That fucking they sucks. don't look like they're here to help you on your adventure. <laughs> well, fuck them, then. <laughs> well, guys, um, I'm going to cast... I'm going to cast Polymorph on Lettuce, and I'm going to turn him into a T-Rex. That seems only appropriate. Do you have a uh, character sheet you've looked up online for the Tyrannosaurus Rex already? Uh, yeah. What would you like to know? Um, just that you're ready for combat as a, as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I am. Alright, so Melvin's body double, Lettuce, is now a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Well, that's, that's awesome because that saves the trouble of me like burning him up in one hit. So I feel better about Tyrannosaurus Rex Lettuce <laughs> now. Well, uh, let me let me stop real quick because we got to figure this out because this is really important for the fan art that's inevitably going to be drawn of this legendary battle. Is it a feathered Tyrannosaurus Rex or a, a uh, old school false notion of Tyrannosaurus Rex with a lizard lizard skin? I didn't even. What are you talking about? Tyrannosaurus had feathers. Almost all dinosaurs had feathers, or at least a good chunk of them. What? I didn't, didn't know that. Really? No. Yeah. I've been to a lot of museums, and none of those dinosaurs ever had feathers on them. Like, pretty much everybody's just refusing to acknowledge museums are known liars. Like <laughs> 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 the Smithsonian. <laughs> liars. <laughs> this is a house of lies. <laughs> um, I... Th- I don't know. It's got to be. It's got to be the old school terrifying Tyrannosaurus Rex. Sure, sure. I don't think a feathered Tyrannosaurus Rex really strikes the same amount of fear. Deplucked dinosaur. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cool. I just wanted to settle that out. I mean, it's it's a hot debate in science and things like that right now. Where I didn't think it was a debate. I thought they found an impression of their skin with like with feathers on it. Yeah. Well, they found them in like amber and shit now too, like covered. So like, I mean, it's beyond a doubt that most dinosaurs, I don't know if they've proven that all of them, but like almost all of them at least had feathers. So it's are they going to go back and remake Jurassic Park or something like? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. But it's right up there with fucking uh um the example that was just in my head and then disappeared. Oh, Pluto. Like all the people that are like, Pluto's still a planet. Like, well, Pluto's a fucking planet, <laughs> bitch. You, you know, you like, there's a committee of people that is apparently fucking responsible for that. And they were like, nope. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter what you believe. That's just kind of the way it is. Well, our moon's bigger than that motherfucker. And dinosaurs have feathers. You say that with like such righteous indignation. Like I hate you Pluto. knew this your whole life, and nobody else knew this. Like <laughs> I've been anti-Pluto for days. <laughs> Before it was big. <laughs> You're fucking, fucking hipster. Fucking hipster. Anti-Pluto hipster. <laughs> Anti-Pluto hipster? <laughs> a fedora with like a Pluto with a 
<laughs> Go around the asteroid boat where you belong. <laughs> Actually, it's pronounced Uranus. <laughs> and it's not a planet either. I was into them in their first orbit, but everything's just been derivative <laughs> since then. <laughs> oh, man. Nothing like astronomy jokes. Oh, yeah. Really gets the old crowd going, I'm sure. That's how we all attracted our mitts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lady. Pluto's not a planet. Oh, You're making like me that. so wet. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Say it again. <laughs> Pull my hair when you say it. <laughs> That's better than I thought. What I thought you were going to say, which was spit on me and tell me that Pluto's not a planet. <laughs> well, if you were, I mean, if you like, if it was somebody that was really into it, you could like, because you know, you're talking about like shaming and doing weird shit. It'd be like, tell me Pluto's a planet. Spit on me and tell me Pluto's still a planet. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> I can't even get hard when you say that. If and they'd want to, they want to be told the Earth is flat. Oh no, <laughs> I would become flaccid immediately. <laughs> <laughs> You're making my wiener soft. <laughs> All your flat Earth nonsense. <laughs> making my wiener soft. <laughs> Tell me you don't want our kids vaccinated either. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have an any. It's just retreating. I'm out of here. <laughs> direction of my penis and turn around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say, if global warming is real, why is it cold out? <laughs> <laughs> Melvin, would you like to do anything else on your turn? Yeah, is there actual cover north of this road here, or are those just leftover things from the last time we battled? Uh, it's the same sort of terrain, so yeah, there would be some um, tombstones and what have you on the side of the road you could try and get cover behind. I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to run away. And each one of these squares is five feet. Mm-hmm. So you've got six squares to go. Are there any tombstones further away? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, will say those are out of range at this point. Fuck. All right, I'm good. All right. Melvin, as lettuce, you got another turn. What are you going to do? I'm going to attack the nearest dragon. <laughs> Excellent. Tyrannosaurus Rex lettuce slash Melvin rolls on up to the adult black dragon on the western side of the road here. And so here's the weird thing about T-Rexes is that they get a multi-attack, but according to this, they can't make both attacks against the same target. So the T-Rex has a bite and a tail attack. I mean, that makes sense that it's in front of and behind. So um, I guess what I can do is bite the dragon in front of me and then (laughs) go... Like, shimmy <laughs> over to the other one? <laughs> and, and just back directly up. <laughs> <And then. laughs> so uh, that's uh, that's uh, what I'll do. Yeah, well, and you've got 50 feet of movement. These dragons are... Actually, you know what? That would be a dumb thing to do, because... Uh, Attack of opportunity. Yeah. So I'm just going to 
bite the uh, dragon in front of me. So that would be, uh, that's a 4d12 plus 7. So, that's one hell of a bite. What is it, fucking d12? It's the not d20 round one. Four. 12, 17, 23, and that is a, a 9? That's a niner. What did I say, tw- 23? No. Uh, so 12, 21, 27, uh, 32 plus 7 yes. would be 39. Yep. That's a good solid hit. Is it, is dragon scared now? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, what that adult black dragon is going to do on its turn, unless you wanted to move or do anything else. Nope. Uh, let's do... Let's do a little wing attack as a uh, adult black dragon legendary action. Each creature within 10 feet of the dragon must succeed on DC 19 dexterity saving throw. Kolvik's turn. No. Uh, it, oh, it's the... It's the a counter dragon attack. Gets oh, to, it's a counter. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dragons have all kinds of special shit that... <laughs> do. Yep. Fuck so, dragons. Hey, dragon, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, 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 I, mostly just because I think this is a hilarious image, because if uh, if your T-Rex fails its DC-19 dexterity saving throw, it's going to be knocked prone. And just the idea of a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> on its side. <laughs> uh, do, do, do. So yeah, give me a uh, dexterity saving throw. Uh, Tyrannosaurus is not very dexterous. With those big arms, you'd think they would be. That would be a two. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, I should roll it in the box. Uh, so that is going to be 13 damage to Lettuce the T Rex. So that's. Uh... He would be at 123. Old Lettuce Rex. And, uh, whoop. Turned on. Turned on aside. <laughs> I, I really want to make it so that, like, the T-Rex just can't even get up, but obviously T-Rex is probably going around. On <laughs> <laughs> <Not> its back. <laughs> Guys. Does it blow him away at all, or does he just fall over? It is just prone. It does not knock them back. The dragon could then fly up to half of its flying speed, but it will not. It's going to stay where it is. Kolvik, it is now over to you. All right, I'm going to try to look in front of me, get real angry, and banish this big castle in front of me. That's a charisma save. Yes. And what does casting at a higher level spell do? Do you get more targets? That's a... Possibly. That would actually... That'd be awesome. That if you would... can banish both of these dragons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just fucking run. <laughs> Have lettuce scoop you up in his well, tiny, tiny it arms. Do, can I tell if they're from our, our plane of existence? Uh, these guys are from your plane of existence. I don't think you need to roll for that. Oh, yeah. uh, you cast a spell using a spell slot of fifth level higher. You can additional one creature for each slot above. So I can. I mean, why not go for the gusto? Try to get both of them. Fuck yeah. Well, it depends. Are we trying to hit them off one at a time, or are we just trying to run? Uh, I think if you get rid of them, then we're just going to go about our business. Yep. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go for it. I mean, after you, don't you have like a certain amount of time that you have to concentrate before they're kind of gone for good? 
Well, well that only works if they're from a different plane yeah, of existence. We have, They'll pop um, back in after a minute. We have a oh. minute. Oh yeah, so. then we got we're gonna yeah, we're gonna <laughs> fucking run. <laughs> okay, so Alright, well. so you are going to do banishment. You're doing it at a higher level, so you can do one additional creature. So this is uh, casting it at a fifth level so that you can banish both. Both of them. Uh, this is a charisma saving throw against your DC of 17. Number Juan is a 6. Number 2 is a 15. So those are two failures. Whoa. And both dragons are going to choose to use their legendary resistance. If the dragon fails a saving throw, it can choose to succeed instead. So it chooses to succeed. So I'm assuming they probably have another one of those. I don't think they would have just one. Do you want me to Google it? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that's just really disappointing. I was hoping to banish some stupid dragon. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's, this is what happens at higher and higher levels, man. You guys get cooler abilities, and they get cooler abilities, too. With that, I'm actually going to go move by Roscoe, because if I run away, Roscoe's just a sent target. And that would suck for Roscoe. I not for me. End of your turn. Yep. All right. So the Western adult black dragon is the one that is going to go first on this turn. It is going to use, first of all, a thing called Frightful Presence. Each creature of the dragon's choice that is within 120 feet of the dragon and aware of it must succeed on a DC 16 wisdom saving throw or become frightened for one minute. The creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect uh, on itself on a success. If a creature's saving throw is successful or the effect ends for it, the creature is immune to the dragon's frightful presence for the next 24 hours. So, let me get a little DC 16 wisdom saving throw from each of y'alls. And what was that for? Just a straight roll or for... Um, I'm sorry. It is a wisdom saving throw. So you probably have proficiency in that. Melvin. I am going to use a luck point. (laughs) (laughs) And, okay, that was a really great decision on my part. So that would be a 19. All right, so Melvin Melvin saves and is resistant to that presence. And I don't think this is the way the rule reads, but this is one of those things that I kind of take a little, little liberty on. Um, it's the same effect from two creatures, so I'm going to say that you gain resistance to both of them. Kolvik. 24. Kolvik most certainly resists. Roscoe. Roscoe. 14. Melvin. Why did I say Melvin? <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe. Roscoe is frightened. What about lettuce? What about lettuce? Oh, yeah. Give me a save for uh, lettuce over there. Oh, come on, lettuce. Uh, lettuce rolls an eight. Lettuce has lettuce's own luck points. Oh yeah, lettuce uses a luck point. <laughs> so we get the luck dragon. <laughs> a luck tyrannosaur. A luck tyrannosaur. Uh, I didn't help lettuce. Lettuce has. Uh, get, he got an eleven on that roll. All right, so Roscoe is frightened. Lettuce is frightened. <laughs> Down Melvin on the and ground and scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, just a giant tyrannosaur. Flailing like <laughs> 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 its tiny arms. 
All right, so you guys, uh, well, Roscoe and Lettuce, on, on the end of their turns, will be able to make that saving throw again to try and get rid of it. Uh, and then let's just refresh you guys that a frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within line of sight, and the creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. All right, so that's the first thing it's going to do on its turn. Uh, let's see if it can use its acid breath. It cannot. So instead, Lettuce is going to get bitten and then clawed twice. Oh. This is just one dragon's turn? Yep, this is just the one. That's the table's dice now. Uh, so with a 19, that's going to be a hit... Ability checks and attack roll. Okay, so it doesn't—it doesn't give advantage. It just anybody else has disadvantage. Uh, so that is going to be—that is going to be a total of 23 damage on the bite. And you're tracking. Oh no, wait, I can track lettuces. A great way to do that. Uh, how many hit points did he start with? Or he ended up with 123 after that first attack. Yes. All right. Lettuce is down to 100 hit points. Claw number one is a miss. Claw number two is a miss. That was a, what was that? Two 13s in a row, so just under your range there. That was kind of a disappointing round for an adult black dragon. I don't know, I think you did okay. Yeah, I think you did just <laughs> fine. All right, over to the other adult black dragon. Uh, let's see. So let's see if this guy can do a little acid breath. No. Let us do a... Let us do. <laughs> anyway. This adult black dragon is going to push on up to Kolvik. Is going to give you a bite. Kolvik, that's going to be 17, which misses your this AC. Is. Claw number one. Ah, oh, fucking 13. That's a this miss. Is. Uh, 25 is going to be a hit, though, eh? Yeah, eh? Yeah, hey. Hey, that's a hit. Uh, that'll be a total of 11 damage for you. Right. Also, a disappointing round for an adult black dragon. Roscoe, it's your turn. All right, since I'm terrified... <laughs> uh, I'm going to use sneak attack on the east dragon with my bow. Okay. Uh, 26. 26 is a hit, even with your disadvantage. Alright. So, basic damage. 15 plus 4 for 19. Oh, that was kind of shitty. 5, 8, 20 more. Episode 77, Lettuce, was released on March 31st, 2019. We have more exciting tales to tell you next week on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Uh, by the way, just to finish the thought, Kobe Beef is a special grade of beef from Wagyu... Uh, cattle raised in Kobe, Japan. The cattle are massaged with sake and fed a daily diet that includes large amounts of beer.
So that's what I'm hoping to get reincarnated as. <laughs> Good marbly. You can you guys can feast on my delicious flank. Live fast, die marbly. <laughs> <laughs> Eat my flank. Tried my hardest to get marbly for y'all. 